UFC Fight Pass presents Extra Rounds. Live from the Fight Pass studios in Southern California, here's your host, TJ DeSantis. Extra Rounds. It is Extra Rounds here from UFC Fight Pass, and we are live just after UFC 283. A new champion has been crowned. His name is Jamal Hill, and he gets past Glover Teixeira tonight, winning a uh, pretty handed and uh, one-sided dominant decision here to break it down with me uh the man the myth the legend you know him as ray longo he's back here in uh 2023 ray how are you um very good man what a great fight and what a great career for glover texera everybody's favorite guy class act all the way around went out on his shield just you know i think he summed it up he might be too tough for his own good at 43 he's definitely the baddest guy i know at 43 by far yeah, it's one of those situations where I think we end up burying the lead because tonight it, it is all about Jamal Hill. He's the new UFC legendary yeah. champion. But it, it's hard not to celebrate the career that is Glover Teixeira's. And, you know, this is a guy that should have realized the UFC championship literally 20 years ago. But visa issues kept him uh-huh. away from the octagon. He was fighting out in Lemoore, California for the longest time in the WEC. And, you know, it, it's weird to think that, all of this almost didn't happen for Glover for a variety of reasons. And while tonight was a loss, it was a win in so many ways. Oh, without a doubt. There's, uh, you know, look, I, I, I didn't want to see him take that type of damage because of his age. But uh, that's it's a it's a win in a hundred different reasons. Uh, I think he proved something tonight that, uh, you know, he, he was still able to compete with a really, really young Hard-hitting guy. I mean, I don't know how we even survived that, you know. But And look, Jamal Hill, again, great fight. Like you said, you don't want to bury that story because it's Glover. But, man, I just hope Glover, uh, you know, he's happy. He said he was happy with uh, going and training uh, Pereira. And I just hope he's he's happy in Connecticut and he has a great uh, coaching career. Yeah, you know, it's one of those situations where you hope that Glover can remain true. I think he's a guy that, you know, should remain true to being retired. But, I mean, he's a gamer, man. You know, we're going to talk about Lauren Murphy here in a little bit, but there were some similarities between Lauren Murphy and Glover Teixeira tonight, and and Glover actually articulated this, am I just too tough for my own good? That, That is a really tough situation to be in because, A, in your heart of heart, you don't want anyone to take away your opportunity to fight for a championship, but on top of that, you know, the, the referees, the corner, you know, the doctor, they all feel like maybe their hands are forced to try to make that decision and pull the trigger to pull you out of a fight, but, you know, when it's Glover to share his last fight, you kind of think in hindsight, I'm happy he, it wasn't stopped between the fourth and fifth round. Right, but the doctor's job is there to protect you, and, right. uh, you know, there should be no hesitation by, I mean, if, you, if you're if you a doctor and you hesitate and that's not the job for you. But, you know, it's funny. I, I had texted John during the uh, the Glover fight. I'm like, nobody's you know, like basically I didn't say it like this, but nobody's screaming for this fight to be stopped. He's already taken triple the damage of Murphy. And I right. look and, and it was just to provoke a conversation. It wasn't I like seeing guys go out on their shield. So I'm not an early stoppage guy, but I am becoming more and more, you know, because of uh, some of the repercussions uh, after the fight game's over. But uh he took big shots from a big guy that could hit. Right. You know what I mean? It's it's different, man. You have two bicycles crash. It's not that bad. Two Mack trucks crash. It's it's horrible. Right. So it's that that was those were big shots, man. But you know, like again, I'm glad he finished though. He proved the point. But 
the discussion kind of is you still felt Glover could have won that fight right down to the last right. Second. Right, that's what's keeping you in there, right? And Laura Murphy, you, how the hell is she gonna win? Right, right. that yeah. was the thing. So it's hard to say that, but I think that's that was my point. Of the thing you can't say one and not talk about the other, right? But that's really the reason is that why see Lauren take the damage if you if you could, but who, who's gonna make that decision? You sum up that you know, look at the third round, there's no. It's a one in 10,000. Right. So let's, yeah. let's, let's come back well, and fight another day. I mean, th- that's kind of what I was thinking. There's a fine yeah. line between surviving and intelligent defense. And that's what the referee is supposed to you know, base his right. sort of analysis on. Are you intelligently defending yourself? But also, do you have a realistic opportunity of being competitive? Because I think being competitive, if the fight continues is also a bit of a criteria. Because if you're just going to take punishment because you, you don't have the ability to win, why are you really even fighting at this point? Listen, uh, DJ, you're hitting on a really, it's a great point. And uh, the, the, the idea of can you continue to, can you compete? I think that's more important. Right. How many fights have we seen? Like, uh, who was the guy O'Malley beat the crap out of that kid from Boston? Remember they brought yeah, him in? Chris Matinho, yeah, Chris Matinho. Yeah, right. I mean, like, what do you have to see for that? The kid had no chance. Right. Why, why you know, why'd you have to do that? You know right. what I mean? Like, you I, taking... I can come up with 10 other fights like that. You know the guy's not going to win. Right. And for, for Matinho, who's still an active fighter today, are you compromising the future of his career to maybe rely on that heart in, you know, say a championship yeah. fight if he gets there? Yeah. Look, I don't want to be the guy to make those decisions, but as an outsider, when you're looking in, they're really easy to make. I mean, it's... Um, you know, I don't know where are we where are we going, TJ. Well, I mean, let's talk about Jamal Hill because Jamal yeah, Hill, no. it, it's it's his time now. He gets the win, uh, eight fights into his UFC run, the first graduate of the Dana White Contender Series uh, to get a UFC title uh, wrapped around their waist. Um, you know, again, I don't want to bury the lead. A lot belongs to Glover Teixeira, but uh, right now, if you're going to try to capture that UFC light heavyweight championship, you got to go through Jamal Hill. Yeah, Jamal Hill. I mean, look, pitch the pitch the shutout. Landed huge shots, really conserved his energy well. Uh, you know, even when he had Glover hurt, he was putting the pressure on, but not totally gassing himself out. He uh, won a couple of scrambles. He survived on the floor. Uh, great fight, and he, he earned that, man. And uh, I see a lot of potential for him. I really do. I think uh, I think this kid's really good, and I think he proved it tonight. Yeah, you know, I, I hate to say it, but I think, you know, Glover Teixeira is one of those guys that, you know, even if he didn't have the career that he had, he, he's a guy, Ray, that when you beat, you just never really look as good as you can beating someone like Glover. Not that Jamal Hill didn't look good tonight. Right. He looked great. It was one-sided. But Glover's a guy that he, he just lasts a little bit longer, so you start to wonder, okay, should he be put away? Should Jamal Hill have the ability to put him away? But no one really ever put away Glover Teixeira. Right, right. But that's what I loved about Jamal Hilton. He never got frustrated. Some guys would get frustrated. That frustration causes, you know, your energy to, to, to dwindle. He stayed calm and cool as a cucumber, picked his shots. When he had to pick it up, he picked it up. But if he saw the guy wasn't going out, he threw hard shots but still maintained his energy. I thought he, I, like, again, I thought he did a great job. I mean, if there was anything, there were a couple of times I think just his footwork, he could have, Moved a little quicker. I think he would have avoided some of the stuff. But besides that, I, just a great fight for Jamal Hill. Yeah, no, 100%. And, uh, you know, solid stuff for him. He's the new UFC light heavyweight champion. I guess it's Magomed Ankalaev next, you know, who 
you know, in a lot of people's minds, beat Jan Blahovich last month and, and didn't get the belt. So you already have a number one contender. I mean, this is one thing that I think is really good. You know, it was it was unfortunate that we got a split draw last month, but now the UFC, you know, yeah. forty five days later or whatever, uh, has not only a new champion but pretty much a number one contender as well. Yeah, and I and I like the Ankalaev and uh, Pill fight. I think that's a great fight. Uh, I'd be at this point. I'd even I would make Hill the favorite if I had a pick right now. Uh, I think this was a great growing fight for him. Now he knows he could do five rounds. His cardio seemed to have lasted, so he's on the right track with his training. And um, that that I'd love to see that fight. That's a great fight. Well, I don't think anybody necessarily needs to see a, a fourth fight between Brandon Moreno and Davison Figueiredo. Some might say. Uh, and if they do say uh, they're Brazilian, because uh, there were some Brazilians that were unhappy tonight. But but your thoughts on, on this? I mean, unprecedented fourth time that two athletes uh, meet uh, in the octagon the way that these two have. Brandon Moreno largely gets the last laugh. But I'm, I'm curious, Ray, is it a bit at the expense of Moreno's, you know, quality because you know th- there was some question about that that eye poke it really wasn't an eye poke upon further uh analysis but it, it did seem like people in the arena thought that moreno was, was getting a cheap win uh imagine if it wasn't eye poke though and they have to do a fifth fight that man <laughs> that would have been crazy uh no he got hit with a a very long left hook but then the fingers see i couldn't see if anything went in his eye would have had to been a thumb on the other side so it's, right I couldn't see that. Everybody said it wasn't, but not, nothing I could see from the uh, replay. So I hope I hope they're right because uh, I thought Moreno was fighting a great fight. I love the way he put the the wrestling in right at the beginning. Uh, that was just a good. That's a they're all, you know some guys just match up like that. It's like Gotti and Ward. They're always going to be in a great fight, and uh, these guys could fight another five times. And I, I think I'd watch it. That's how you know it's it's it's. It's good, but Moreno was the guy that made the adjustments tonight. Yeah, and he, you know, wanted to put an exclamation point. I had him up in that. I had him up in the fight before that, but uh, he looked focused. And after he said he didn't fight with emotion, you could see it. There were a couple of times in the first couple of fights, or whichever ones it was, that he just swinging crazy. So yeah, he was calm, patient, relaxed. Uh, fight IQ on point tonight really really good stuff from Moreno you know and I think you know we've seen uh, champions versus interim champions uh, you know a lot in, in the UFC's history these things do happen but I don't know if we've ever seen a battle between 1A and 1B quite like these two because I think yeah. that they're just the best that it gets at at you know 125 pounds but you know now Figueroa moving up to Bantamweight I mean he's always had a hard time cutting to 25 but uh, what, what are your thoughts on him uh, at 135? Uh, look, he's a talented guy. You know, if the weight cut's killing him, um, he's not going to be a big guy at 35, and that's a really stacked division. So um, I could see him kind of going the way of Henan Burrell in the last couple of years. Mm. Okay, you know so I mean? yeah, make, I making that, that move and, and yeah. just starting to fade away a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's not like he's huge, so. Right. But. You know, he'll, he'll get maybe a couple of fights, but he I don't think he could compete with those other guys. Yeah. You know, it's its interesting. You know, we talk about, you know, athletes moving weight and changing uh, weight classes later in their career. Not many people can do it like Jose Aldo. And, and oh, Aldo's a guy yeah. who, who yeah. got some recognition tonight going into the UFC Hall of Fame. Uh, your thoughts on the career uh, of the King of Rio? Yeah, listen, man, again, I mean, 
the first guy to really uh, terrorize you with knees and kicks and great takedown defense and beautiful boxing. And he was a savage. He was a savage. You know, that's why I say I like, that's why I like when guys retire at the right point, because that's what you remember him for, you know? So, uh, I, I, what could you say about the guy trailblazer for the little guys? You know, he was fighting at a time when the UFC didn't have a 45 or a, or 35, right? Right. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, there was a time right before Aldo showed up at 45 that there wasn't even a 55 in the yeah, I'm UFC. Trying, I'm trying to think. I don't think there was a 55. Uh, I, I feel like there was a 55 division when the UFC brought in the WEC. Um, at the, that, well, at that point, there had to be because yeah. they were bringing in the little guys, right? But but when they started the WEC, you might be right, Ray. They might not have had a. Uh, it was right around that same time because Sean Shirk beat Kenny Florian in October two thousand six, and I think they started the WEC or bought the WEC wow. early two thousand seven. Wow! So that, that's yeah. why I have a job here on UFC Fight Pass. Right? Oh, that's good. We need, I need you for those facts. Yeah. No, that's really good. I, but, I, um, I, I remember back in the day, I was actually working for an MMA website, and none of these fights, these early fights, these prelims were on television, so we had to do play-by-play on the phone. And I had a T-Mobile sidekick, and I'm trying to frantically post about Jose Aldo's low kicks against Pequeno Nogueira in his oh, wow. WEC debut, and it was it was hard. Yeah, hard. <laughs> he, was, he was, look, he was a savage, and... He definitely earned that Hall of Fame spot. No, one hundred percent. You know, it was it was a night of sort of bittersweet uh, emotions for some Brazilians. We you know celebrate uh, the career of of Jose Aldo, but also sort of uh, you know turn our attention to Shogun, who uh, lost tonight as well. It's his final fight, so Glover and, and Shogun go off together and you know leave their their gloves in the octagon. I mean. Honestly, if people aren't, you know, on top of UFC Fight Pass, I implore you to go watch early Shogun Hua fights. Yo, without a doubt. It's worth it just for that. Uh, yeah, I'm always different on this one, man. I don't want to see the guy go out like that. I wish they would have just did a, you know, a thing like they did for Jose Aldo and have his retirement like that. I think it's much better. Or if you're going to have one final fight, you should at least be the favorite by the odds makers. Right. You yeah. want your final fight and you're the underdog? Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, what's the point of that fight? I mean, I, I think it's giving a legend what they want, essentially. And maybe that's not always the right thing to do, you know? Right. If they give him what he wants, he should have had a very winnable fight. Right. Well, I, but I also think the fear, too, is is you get these guys out there and they, they win. If they do so in a, in a way that sort of bolsters their confidence, then they don't want to stop. You know what I mean? Like I hate to yeah. say that, but it's like you get your hand raised, and you know th- these are yeah. these are athletes that chase that buzz, that high, that adrenaline. Yeah, yeah, and and that's why you got to really admire what uh, Glover did tonight. I really, I, you know, he he look, he went out a warrior. He took his lumps, but man, he gave them. He had his moments. Uh, I know, even watching the fight, I'm going, he's going to submit him. Like it just, it was a great fight. So. Uh, that worked out really well, and he was smart enough to say, I'm getting the hell out of here. But for the other guys, I don't know. I mean, you know, TJ, I just think when you get old, I mean, there's not going to be like a, a medical doctor with a conscience that's going to tell you getting any hits to the head like that at that age is good. Right. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm it, with you, though. I, I'm just, I'm being a devil's advocate. I'm not really. Well, I hear you, Ray, but I, I don't yeah. think, I, I think you have, you know, good points everywhere. But this is, this is the issue. The longer you're around, 
this fight game, and the the longer you're just around in life, you start to realize what uh, life in general does to you as you get older, right. let alone life in combat sports. Well, and, uh, you know, any unnecessary shots, you know. I mean, it's one of those things we celebrate, guys. It's like, I, I hate to say this, but, like, being celebrated for your chin or your durability, it, it's the worst compliment to get in combat sports. <laughs> and unfortunately, you know, towards the tail end of the, some of these legends' careers, we're talking about how durable they are. They won't go away. It's like, okay, yeah. I don't want to talk about that necessarily. But right. uh, definitely don't need to uh, give backhanded compliments to Gilbert Burns, victorious oh, tonight. Man. Uh, in in devastating fashion, just steamrolls through Neil Magny. Magny's a tough out, man. Um, you know, he's not where he was a few years ago when he was on that long string of, of wins, but uh, for Gilbert Burns to just sort of run roughshod through him and then, you know, call out Colby Covington, I mean, Gilbert's a guy that, yes, he's had his chances at, at a welterweight championship, but tonight he handled Neil Magny and, and still really proved that despite being a guy who's had success at lightweight and has come up short at welterweight, this still is the weight class he belongs in. Yeah, 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 yeah. But again, you said it. The other guy, Magny's not a tough out, but look, he said he was going to finish him inside of 10. He knew he had to do that, and he went out and did it, and uh, he backed up what he said, and he did it, you know, convincing manner. What do you think about uh, Gilbert Burns' future here? I mean, he calls out Colby Covington. Is that the fight that makes sense? I, I think it does. Uh, yeah, I think it's a good fight. You know, and those Florida guys down there, they have that beef, so I think it brings that intensity with it, which is always fun to watch, you know, because guys get carried away and sometimes they fight outside themselves. But uh, I think that's a great fight. What do you, uh, I mean, do you see another title opportunity in the future for Gilbert Burns if he gets past Covington and does so with style points? Can he try to get to a title here before the year's over or early next year? I think that's a possibility. I could see that. He gets another two wins. He's in there, maybe even another win. You know, give him a, if he does it, like if he beats Covington, I think that earns him a shot. Because I think he's he's five and two now uh, at welterweight. Uh, you know the lone losses to Hamzat Chimaev and uh, uh, Kamara Usman in the in the championship fight. I mean those aren't losses to really sort right. of reassess your career on. Those are really and tough. I, outs, and so. I tell you that the Hamzat fight was the Hamzat fight was unbelievable. Yeah, that was that fight was. I'm not gonna say. That was a close fight. I think he was coming back at the end, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no, def- definitely was. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy that he t- tends to get stronger as fights go on, too. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, he, he definitely did that. Uh, let's talk about uh, Lauren Murphy a little bit. Uh, you know, I thought that her uh, corner probably should have stepped in and uh, saved her. She was, you know, pulling that sort of being too tough for her own good uh, against Jessica Andrade. Andrade gets her hand raised. Uh, and then, you know, calls out Zhang Wei Li, uh, who she's, you know, fought and lost against at strawweight. She was fighting as a flyweight tonight. W- what are your thoughts on Andrade's demand for a title fight in a different weight class, despite, you know, fighting a flyweight tonight? Uh, interesting, I guess. But uh, I got to tell you, I think Andrade deserves it. She's beaten a lot of people, man. Yeah. I mean, even she beat Caitlin uh, Chikagian, who's mm-hmm. not That's not an easy out. No. Uh, she's beaten the top girls. I say you give it a shot. And uh, they only fought once, right? I believe so, yeah. I think that's a really good fight. I think that's a good fight, and I agree with her. Uh, Wei Li should have to come back to a Brazilian fighter. I mean, that, that is one thing that she called out, and I can't stress enough what it's like to, 
you know, go to a different part of the world just to travel can't, and experience Can't it. even imagine it. Right. Can't let, imagine it. Let alone to go and fight and defend your title. I think it was her first title defense even. Yeah, I mean, that's like, you know, you got, yeah, you, you owe that girl something for sure. And she keeps winning and she looks good and you know she's going to bring it. She's always a good, that's always going to be an exciting fight. Yeah, I'm saying I would, I would make that fight. I'd, I'd like to see that. Yeah, and you know, the, that's the thing too. I don't want to say that it was a, a fluke win for Zhang Wei Li because it wasn't, but she just blitzed on Draj. And, you know, right. when you don't have a moment to really, you know, take one step forward when you're already right. having to take 75 steps backwards, it's very right. difficult. Yeah, difficult. So, I agree with you. Let's talk about uh, the uh, Brazilian, Johnny Walker. He gets it done. He defeats Paul Craig tonight. Uh, I can't say Paul Craig like John Anik does. I mean, he really gets that oh, Scottish no, accent right. on it. But uh, yeah, I think it's the pronunciation king. Are you kidding me? I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to debate some of his pronunciations. I don't think oh, all wow. of them are. Like, it's Melbourne. It's not Melbourne unless you're Australian, okay? It's Melbourne. <laughs> it's not Melbourne. It's, it's Melbourne. Wow. But he, he says Melbourne. No, you, you don't put on an accent for one word. I'm just saying. And may, maybe I'm saying it for Paul Craig as well. But Paul That's... Craig uh, unable to get past Johnny Walker tonight. Johnny Walker doing that worm celebration again. Like, man, you know, fool me once, you know, shame on, on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Like, Johnny Walker, what are you doing with that shoulder surgery issue and or injury in the past, doing the same celebration dance? It worries me, right? Oh, wow. Well, uh, you know, first hey, was that, I think that was his first win in Brazil. Yeah, like correct with that? I, yeah. I think so. But the bottom line is, like, if you've dislocated your shoulder doing the worm, don't do the worm again. These guys, you know, uh, TJ, it's a lot of testosterone flying around. They can't control themselves. You couldn't give me enough testosterone to get on the dance floor, Ray. I'm just saying. I can, I can no, never. You take that. You get on. Uh, not that I know because I'm not on it. But I say you go on it. You're on the dance floor. All right. I mean, let's do it. Let's do it for show purposes, show prep or something. Yeah. We can break the law if we're doing it for show reasons. Or oh, something. we ain't break. That's not breaking the law. No, no. Uh, I don't know if you broke the bank tonight. I got your fight picks. Let's take a look at them. We're oh, we're, we're looking at our fight picks all year long here uh, on extra rounds, and uh, I did not do very good at all. Uh, what I are got you about? I got okay. one wrong. I got two wrong. I got two wrong. I guess I guess I got three right. So let's see what you did. You got uh, you got Hill right. You got Moreno right. You got Burns right. You got Andrade right. So you went uh, you went four for five. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, producer Steve Coyne. Um, oh, well, he got he got all of them. Oh Good job. wow! Good job, Steve. And uh, Frankie Redzepi, he uh, went uh, oh for one, one for one. Uh, he went he went four and one. So. Yeah. Apparently the uh, the producers of this show, Ray, are better than the actual on air talent. Well, uh, well, one guy, one guy did good, and I tell you, yeah, that was good. Very good. Congrats to that guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats to that guy. Ray, I was at the that I was at the gym today, and I was leaning towards Walker, and they convinced me that the other guy's going to submit him, <laughs> and I blew it right at the end. I mean, I thought that's what was going to happen, but no, not the case. Not the case. So. Uh, yeah. That's How tired funny. are you right now, Ray? It's late over there. On the I'm East good. Coast. I'm good. What do we got? What You're else good. do we have? Let's take a look real quick at the uh, odds, courtesy of DraftKings. This was a strange night, Ray. There was not a lot of movement. So just take a look at everything here. Glover Teixeira opens up as a plus 120 uh, underdog, and he was the only movement all night long. We get to our uh, actual closing odds. He went up five bucks in the way of underdogs. Everybody else stayed the same, which never really happens in uh in odds but uh 
is one of those nights. DraftKings Sportsbook is the official sportsbook of UFC with same-game parlays, championship futures, and more. There's no other place better to bet on UFC than DraftKings. Download the app, sign up with promo code FightPass, and get in on the UFC betting action today. They've got these uh, uh, futures up right now, Ray, where you can actually bet on who's going to be the UFC champion by the end of the year. Wow. And, uh, like, John Jones is a plus-120 underdog. So what do you talk? I, I'm not allowed to bet. Like you can't talk. No, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm talking to our listeners right now. <laughs> our listeners. I was going to say nothing's moving because they cleared up the gambling problem. Yeah, no, no. I mean, hey, <laughs> I thought that's where you were going with that. Hey, go. I met, the first, I, this is the first time nothing's moved. I'm like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I might have I might have said that off the air, but you're uh, you're risque enough to say it on the air. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. Uh, one final thing to hit before we uh, get out of here, Ray. Uh, ADCC is coming to UFC Fight Pass. It is the supreme submission grappling event in the world, and UFC Fight Pass is your exclusive home for ADCC Open Tournaments, the Worldwide Trials, and the big one, ADCC 2024. The championship will go down live and exclusive next year on UFC Fight Pass. I'm incredibly excited uh, for that. You know, I, I call some jiu-jitsu. Uh, it's, it, it, jiu-jitsu might be my favorite sport to actually commentate, Ray. Wow, really? Yeah, because there's it's it's sometimes it's a you know a, a quick sprint. We get you know submissions quicker than you can right. get knockout sometimes. But the buildup, the grind, the story that unfolds. Like, don't get me wrong, I love a mixed martial arts shootout. But you yeah. know, when you get you know flowing jujitsu and and back and forth, ebb and flow, uh, you can tell more of a story sometimes. Wow, I like the fighting. Well, <laughs> you know, jujitsu fighting. Combat jiu-jitsu. I like, I like, the, I like in the middle. They, they have a couple of those jujitsu tournaments with open hands. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that's my favorite kind of jujitsu. To, to yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. How would you have done back in the day in combat jujitsu? No, it was never my thing. No. Okay. No. If you, it was, it was for like six months. No, no. I was re- I was there at the beginning. And I got my blue belt. That was it. You know. Hey, and, that's better than I got, Ray. I thought I was a blue belt, and then I rolled with the blue belt and found out I was not a blue belt. No, it was good. That was, you know, TJ. Back then, it was a great period because a lot of Brazilians would come in. They'd stay with Matt. And it was like before, you know. There's no, I'm gonna say, it's not even an internet at that point. Um, but that was a great period of time, man. Just, you know, because if you weren't in Brazil, you probably weren't doing jujitsu unless you were out in California with the Gracies. But is that how you remember parts of your life? There was or wasn't an internet then? No, you know what. Not really, because I don't know what year that did start. But uh, when when did when did we get going with all the chat rooms and shit like, like that? Like ninety four is really when like oh, the ri- wow. when so the when the rich people started to have computers in their house. Wow. You know, ninety four. Wow. I didn't get online until like two thousand. Okay, that sounds more reasonable. Right, and I didn't learn how to type until like two thousand ten. We gotta. <laughs> Has that changed? Uh, no, now I just use Siri. I'm like, call Ray Longo or wow. text Ray Longo, you know? I love it. Yeah, that's what, that's what you got to do, Ray. Love it, you know, you get, you get, When you get old like me. Yeah, I get uh, it. Right, I think I'm 35 years younger than you, but I'm I'm older than you probably, Ray. <laughs> One way or another. All right, Ray, I'm going to let you get out of here. All right, my man. Thank uh, you, Great night of fights and a great chat with you. Always. We'll uh, We'll do it again soon. I'll talk to you. Take it easy, buddy. There he is, Ray Longo, kind enough to join me here on uh, Extra Rounds. He uh, joins me uh, pretty much every fight night. Unfortunately for Ray, sometimes it gets late, and it's kind of late. We are not quite done yet. A couple more things to hit before we get out of here. 
Uh, so I got to hit this and I got to hit that. And uh, I'll talk to you one more time before we get out of here. It's extra rounds on UFC Fight Pass. I'd been preparing for all or nothing situations my whole life. I wanted to win the Olympics and I failed. I went to the world championships and I failed. But when I started fighting, I knew this was the time that it was all going to go right. I was led by fate and destiny that whole time. Everybody else started to realize it, too. Do you know how many women are changing the way they look at what's possible because of this woman? It was the embodiment of an idea whose time had come. Mark Schultz was the best wrestler to ever step foot in the octagon, but there was also his brother Dave. They were rock stars. So John E. DuPont decides he wants to get into wrestling. He had a farm that he called Foxcatcher. Yeah, a lot of bad stuff happened, you know. John DuPont pulled up to Dave's house, pulled out a gun, and shot it. Took my happiness from me. I had that opportunity at UFC 9 to get my happiness back. And there was nothing you could do to stop me. Oh, so many things over on UFC Fight Pass for you to sign up and uh, check out. Go do that. Fight Lore, uh, one of my favorite shows uh, available for you on UFC Fight Pass. So many episodes of that. The the one with Nick Diaz and, and Joe Riggs fighting in an emergency room. Uh, it's just phenomenal stuff. And as I mentioned before uh, earlier with Ray, uh, ADCC, again, coming exclusively to UFC Fight Pass. Uh, starting with the open tournaments, the worldwide trials, and, of course, the big boy, uh, ADCC 2024, the championship uh, live and exclusive on UFC Fight Pass. So please uh, make sure you are uh, signed up. And uh, if you do so right now, you can actually uh, save 30% uh, over on UFC Fight Pass. Uh, you get the details when you check out uh, over uh, on the uh, actual site, UFCFightPass.com. Um, it's just good to be back tonight. I, I forgot how to press buttons and do multiple things. It's, it's been a minute since we uh, did this show. Uh, back at UFC 282 and uh, obviously getting it done tonight at uh, or for UFC 283, uh, which took place down in Brazil. If you miss any part of this, you can check it out on demand anytime over on the UFC Fight Pass Facebook page or, of course, over on UFCFightPass.com. If you missed it, I had a pretty fun exclusive interview uh, with Iron Mike Tyson to close out uh, 2022, so you can get that on demand at any time as well over on UFC Fight Pass. Uh, I'll probably be back in a couple weeks. we got a UFC coming up uh, first week of February. Uh, UFC hitting Perth as well uh, next month, so you know, you know the story. More extra rounds uh, headed your way. For Ray Longo, I'm TJ DeSantis. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for going a few extra rounds on UFC Fight Pass. This concludes our live broadcast of Extra Rounds. Are we still on the air? Watch the archive anytime on UFC Fight Pass or Facebook.com slash UFC Fight Pass. You can also listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere you listen to podcasts.